Do you wear many hats? Do you do many things? Can you not stick to one thing? Are you into all types of things? Side gigs, side hustles, side pieces. Do you like hats? Tall hats, short hats, beanies, no brim, brim. This is not a podcast about hats. This is a podcast about you and what you like to do. We go beyond the brim. This is Wear Many Hats. Rashad, and this is Wear Many Hats, where we talk about your main gig for 10 minutes or however the fuck we want. Then we talk about your side hustle for the duration of the time. It's supposed to be more comedy than seriousness, but somehow we get sidetracked and talk about whatever is going on in our lives. So we're here today with pizza superstar and voiceover artiste, an all around charming tall guy with tattoos from every city he's ever been to. Born on the west side of the country, soothing ass voice that can put a whole ass orphanage to sleep. Recently moved into the heart and soul of New York City, I think East Village or Lower East Side. He's a character and Disney should make a movie out of him. I'm not sure why there isn't a cartoon already made for this guy. Give it up for Dylan Schwartz. What up? I didn't start recording right away, but that's probably all right, right? You got the recording on your end. Yeah, of course I got the recording on my end. Okay. <laughs> What's up, man? How are you? Chilling, dude. How you doing? Thanks for that nice intro. I know, right? It took me. Did you write that? Yeah, I did. I did write that. You like that? Yeah. yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. I was like, you know, he's got a lot of cool mini tattoos. I don't think you've got tattoos in every city you've ever been to, have you? Only New York and um, Toronto. It's not a state. Oh, Ontario. wow. Province, province. Yeah. Nice. Even better. That's great. That's great. So what's up, man? How's it going? It's good. It's good. How's, how's you know, pandemic life? How's everything? Chilling? Everything's good. Chilling. As good as it can be. I've been lucky. Uh, I've been working through this whole thing. So been fortunate. That's good. That's good. Yeah, I... um. Tried to visit you the other day. Apologies, um, the slice shop, but just missed you. And I've been like, you know, holding off on eating gluten, dairy, but now I'm back, baby. I'm all back. Was that part of your part of your health regimen as you're recovering from Corona? <laughs> yeah. So um, basically, are we, to, are we allowed to talk about that on the podcast? <laughs> yeah, we we are. We we can definitely talk about that. But yeah, I mean, I was definitely going to go off dairy and gluten for a minute, but now I'm gluten more and not so much dairy. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the vegan cheese isn't so bad. It's not so bad. It's a little waxy, but it's not so bad. It is waxy, but I I keep 
keep ordering it and you know it's been it's been nice but i'm gonna go on full dairy cool but yeah i mean but i'm always missing you there always missing you there yeah i'm just right now i'm just there in the morning time i just make just making the dough in the morning i'm not there during regular work hours whereas which is uh when i used to work those shifts that's where we really connected that's where our friendship blossomed that is where our friendship blossomed it all began when i worked at homecoming the location in greenpoint and i would see your friendly face pop in and i'm like yo who the fuck is this motherfucker right such a great guy always orders the same thing which is something but it was really good i go on streaks with my morning drinks i think i was probably having cappuccino then but now oat milk latte oh very nice i was also going decaf too D- oh no i never went decaf but you were going decaf i was going decaf i told you i was i'm going i was going decaf gluten-free dairy-free oil-free and then yeah now i'm, I'm now i'm all back in back in baby it's kind of crazy cool. i just like used a french press two days i yo i've been going back in after i got covid i've been going back in now lately it's been insane like I've been making coffee at home again, playing guitar. Dude, it's crazy. It's been a whole crazy six months, but yeah. I'm- That's what happens when you get to the brink of death. You you rediscover yourself, right? Yeah. Basically. Uh, I saw right. God and God was like, turn around. <laughs> he didn't like the direction you were heading in? <laughs> he, he was like, yo, turn this car around. Turn this motherfucker around. You're, you're going to... You're going to do this. You're going to put out your EP next month and you're going to just get tattoos again, do the whole nine. So what kind of music do you do? It's, it's a uh, blues and shoegaze. So I call blue gaze. <laughs> it's just like a whole clusterfuck of genres. You know, I only like, I only really knew you through homecoming and coming to the pizza shop, but then I, I started following you on Instagram and, I mean, you would think there's multiples of you, all the different things that you do, all the different lives that you've had. Sometimes oh, really? I wonder if it's the truth or not, all, everything you're putting oh. in. Oh, it's just like that. You think I'm an imposter. All right. Yeah, it's like I'm like wearing like a whole jumpsuit and then just like flipping in between gigs and stuff. Yeah, basically. Yo, we never actually hung out outside of our specific jobs. No, but you know, I I felt you like you were a kindred spirit, so I was happy when you asked me to do this. Oh, why? Thank you. I feel the same way too. Um, but you know, speaking of like apologies and everything under the sun with pizza, like I've actually been to apologies like five years ago in the main spot. Went there for birthdays, took dates out there. You know, it's apologies have has gone through like a whole crazy, you know, transformation of getting the slice trap and it's been amazing. But um, what's your favorite slice from Polly's and, you know, like favorite memory, you know, anything that has gone down uh, at Polly's? My favorite slice, just regular cheese slice um, is what I probably like the best. I probably eat one every time I work there. And as far as memories, I mean, it was, I had, I was fortunate enough to start working at the slice shop like two weeks after they opened. So I've seen 
the whole evolution of the place and um you know obviously they had the the regular pizza place before the neapolitan place down the street on greenpoint so they weren't uh you know newbies to running a restaurant but it was a, a little bit of a different animal running a more to-go based business uh you know like more quick service than the table service thing they had down down the road so i really got to be part of the process of learning how to do that and how to do that effectively which was which is pretty cool you know my i hadn't worked in a restaurant in a long time but i had a love of pizza and i wanted to get into working in pizza and learn the business and so not only did i get to you know the opportunity to work at one of the places in town that's that people really like but i also got to see the place kind of build itself into what it is now so i was lucky yeah and they're very lucky to have you it's it's pretty it's pretty great that you joined up well how yeah. long ago was it did you start uh they opened the fall of 2018 like september 2018 and i started a couple weeks after that but it, oh the other thing that occurred to me when you were asking favorite moment, i don't have like i obviously have a specific moments you know times where i really laugh with the other people that work there but just in general like we have a really good group of people that work there and um i think that's obviously important anywhere you work uh but it makes i look forward to going to work there's definitely like a community and a vibe that's been fostered there amongst the people that work there that it makes it enjoyable for the people that work there but i also think the people that come in even if they're coming in for the first time they can sense the energy no i mean every time i go in there it's always new energy every time i walk in it's i mean reoccurring flashbacks of like all the good memories new memories no bad memories I love everyone that works there. Everyone's mad cool. I'm, I remember um, before the pandemic hit, uh, you did mention that you wanted to open up a, a apologies in the city, right? Yeah, well, I mean, that, that was part of the reason why I started working there was me and another buddy of mine who still worked there, this guy, Keith. We wanted to open our own spot and we you know, had no knowledge of how to do it. So, uh, we figured this would be the best way getting a job in a spot and a kid Keith, uh, the kid, a kid that Keith grew up with in New Rochelle, uh, this guy, Andrew, he was basically running the, sh the slice shop for Polly. So we kind of had an in to get jobs. And originally it was the idea was to open, you know, our own thing, but as time went on, it kind of became clear that maybe doing a franchise of the spot would be a good idea. We're still in the process of doing that. Nothing solidified yet, but it's looking more and more like something like that could happen. That's awesome. I'm glad that, yeah. you know, it's still in the works. It's, yeah. Just got to be patient, you know? Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, speaking of pizza shop in the city, what is your favorite like pizza in the city? In Manhattan or in, in New York and all the boroughs in general? In Manhattan, Brooklyn, I, I hear that long, like Long Island has some good ass pizza. Yeah, yeah, it does. Uh, in the city, I guess it's not a slice, but I like John's Bleaker a lot. I like that that coal fired pizza, and I like the vibe there. For slices, I used to go. Even though I mean the pizza is good, it's not great. But Rosario's on in um, mm. on. Uh, Orchard and Rivington, maybe or something. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's. I think it went out of business recently or moved recently. But I like that a lot. I like Scars a lot. Is a great Scars. Slice. Scars is my favorite. Yeah. Mama's Maybe too. Yeah. It's good. 
up upper west side um yeah i'd say those are those are my favorite choices oh nice nice speaking of scars um a couple of years ago i when i used to design and create hats i had my hats in the store right across the street from scars and one of the pizza makers that has been there for quite some time he grabbed a hat there and um, he was working at Scars and then I forgot that we had a spot there. And when I went into Scars and I saw that, I was like, is that one of my, it was so bizarre to see him like making pizza and wearing like one of the hats I created. And I was like, that's pretty fucking interesting. That's pretty cool. But Scars is, yeah. I mean, I hope to do a collaboration with Scars one day or some of the, you know, actually some of the pizza makers, at scars also have other talents too like with this one dude that started working there he's he's like he's an amateur skateboarder and gone maybe going for pro i think he's like on nike like everyone also has a bunch of other side gigs on the side at scars too which is pretty dope um i feel like everyone that works in pizza has a, definitely a super amazing super talent for sure i mean there's some people that are all in on on the pizza thing you know there's people I know or people that I work with that are that's that's the main thing they're about but um the good thing about working at a pizza spot versus a regular restaurant is I think like it still affords you the emotional bandwidth or the like the mental bandwidth to still go and do something once you get out of work mm-hmm. and focus energy whereas if you're waiting tape not to say that people who wait tables don't have other things going on too but uh, at least for me like dealing with people on that level wouldn't leave me with a with maybe the emotional bandwidth i would need to pursue other things so i think that's one of the benefits of of working at a pizza spot and and in general i mean people get kind of crazy you know like when when the place is busy and you are dealing with a lot of personalities but for the most part uh people are generally in a good mood when they're coming to get pizza so you can kind of feed off that (laughs) i do remember when there was this one guy that came in um man i like i love that when you guys um have to use the loudspeaker to call out everyone's names that's a part of corona that that uh, like we we don't have that anymore obviously because we're operating (laughs) out of a to-go window but i missed that thing yeah dude it was the best it was oh my god like (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you just talk a lot of shit and you kind of have license to do it because you're the one who's in control, you know? It's like, yeah, it, you know, you don't get that many opportunities in life where you can really control the situation and like your bad behavior won't come back to haunt you. And in that situation, you can, you know, I, 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 a couple of people have like snapped on me when I've talked shit, but for the most part, people just go with the flow because they want their slice. Yeah, I can, I can totally see that. That's... That's great. I, I wish we had a loudspeaker at homecoming. Yeah. I don't know if it's really the right vibe, but you might have like, um, you could play. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'd be I like, know. DGAF, who the fuck still orders DGAF? <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah. You do. <laughs> I know, man. Right after that, I was like, oh, shit. I'm not. I, I, I had a guy I used to work with. I used to work at a, a, play, a, a place in Boston. I used to live in Boston. And this guy, he would get it like a, Large, the largest size you get from Starbucks of decaf every day. <laughs> I didn't understand it. <laughs> Damn, a large decaf that just would do nothing. Yeah, 
absolutely nothing which yeah so like which is pretty cool that you know when you were talking about also working at the shop you also were able to do other things outside of the shop which is pretty dope yeah i mean especially you know being in new york uh and the cost of living and everything obviously or just anywhere you are nowadays the cost of living um it's nice to be able to, I think it's important and it's nice to be able to have a few different streams of income. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And speaking of that, tell me more about bakery quality sounds, baby. Oh, we don't, I don't even, we don't really do anything with that anymore, but once upon a time <laughs> I did, I did have that. Uh, I, 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 I worked for a long time and I still do uh, an audio post-production um, recording and mixing radio and TV commercials and uh, I'd worked in a studio for a number of years up in Boston doing that. And I had a buddy that I went to school for audio with and uh, hadn't seen him for a minute. And then we reconnected and he had been producing a lot of music. So uh, we kind of put our two skill sets and sets of relationships together and decided to make a little company where we created music for commercials. And that's what bakery quality sounds was. So for, for a number of years, we did we did all right with the you know the relationships that I had with advertising agencies um working with them mixing radio and tv commercials mm -hmm. but once i moved to new york he kind of went on to do other things and uh, you know my focus went to other places that we still have the company but we're not very active with it but if if anybody needs music for a commercial holler, <laughs> we could still do it <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome how did you come up with bakery quality sounds like the name how did how did it all come to you um i i always love those stickers like uh in supermarket bakeries the orange ones that say like bakery fresh you know mm -hmm. like they're they're so generic looking but I, I like the design of them and um i don't know that we were just riffing on tons of stuff and um that some either i was that crossed my my line of vision or something and i saw that and i just somehow morphed it into the name for the company i also thought it was important i like stuff that had you could break down to initials that had three initials and bqs oh, nice. sound sounded mm -hmm. good um so and also something that like logo wise and art wise we could we could um take and do stuff with that was kind of you know interesting and i, I even though we were kind of operating in like a technical kind of realm like as an audio engineer i've never been a super technical guy like more organic type of stuff mm -hmm. if that makes any sense and so um no, i didn't want the company to have like a like a slick look or anything you know i wanted it to be a little more homemade and baked mm -hmm. goods so that says that to me so what was your favorite commercial that you did while working at bakery or even now um the, the one of the my favorite ones that we did music for uh we did a thing for reebok for like their their crossfit um collection uh and that was that was pretty dope the the video was dope to begin with i mean it always helps when the visual is is nice too mm -hmm. um so there was it's kind of like a a house music thing euro house kind of music thing mm -hmm. um and then we did one for samsonite luggage that was kind of like a cross between a trip hop track and like circus music that was, it was pretty <laughs> cool. yeah but i i 
it's challenging, like, and uh, even more so now, you know, from when I started working in advertising, audio related to advertising, like budgets have shrunk a lot. And, yeah, and of course. you know, clients, like when I first started working in advertising, everything's still like we get the tape for the TV commercial, you know, from the video house. And then we'd, we'd like lay the audio back to it and have to be FedExed out. So people's expectations of how long things took were yeah. were manageable. But once everything started to turn to file transfer, yeah. like uh, everybody just, you know, wanted everything five minutes ago. And there was you had no excuse because, you know, you could just I shouldn't say you had no excuse, but people people's expectations were just such that things could be turned around super quickly. Yeah, so, no. you know, in regards to the music thing, like uh, people used to charge um, more money and have more time. And, you know, as things shifted in the advertising agency world, budgets were smaller, expectations of timelines were shorter. Um, just the amount of money they were willing to pay you for the amount of work that they wanted you to put in just didn't make sense, you know? And there were so many people doing music for commercials. Like I said, if anybody still wants a track, you know, we can do it, but I became a little disenchanted with it just because um, it was a little too demanding for what people were willing to pay. No, for sure. For you know, sure. People wanted to do a million revisions and see a million things before um, they were satisfied for not no. a lot of money. Yeah, I also work in advertising too. I actually, that is like my main, main gig. And yeah, the revisions going back and forth is just annoying. Yeah, yeah, very annoying. Very, very annoying. I can deal with it like when I used to mix more commercials or, or when, I, when I still do because I would charge hourly. So like, hey, if you wanted me to change something, I'm going to charge you for another hour, you know, after the fact. What? But um, yeah, with the music stuff, everybody wanted you to do everything for a flat fee. What is your dream commercial? Um, when I first started, it would be some kind of, you know, high concept thing and Nike and like doing all kinds of crazy sound design. But now I just you know, voiceover music, pay me my rate. <laughs> Make it easy. No, uh, I still like doing sound design. you know, anything with a lot of sound design um, that uh, if I can sink my teeth into like one element on the screen in the beginning with a certain type of sound that kind of informs like a common th sonic thread through the whole thing. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I like stuff like that because then I feel like it just feels natural. You know, it doesn't feel like I'm um, reaching to put the thing together. So I guess that's kind of an abstract answer. But yeah, anything that's put together well visually that that could um, then be complemented sonically in like a cohesive way. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you have any like favorite voice or commercials that you ever used as like inspiration on your mood board or anything? Mm. Don't say like Super Mario. <laughs> <laughs> no, not so much. It was more like the other engineers when I was younger, the way I would see them work and address certain situations. Mm, yeah. Um, like even something small, like the way they cut footsteps into a situation where, you know, they needed, you needed footsteps put in because it was the commercials uh, shot MOS, like without sound or anything. So everything needed to be built from scratch. Just those little techniques, insignificant kind of sounds. But when, when you, put everything together really makes the thing rich the way i saw those guys and girls put that stuff together you know that's what was my inspiration that's awesome 
What's also cool is that you sent me video clips of you singing like smooth ass, like soothing smooth ass jams. Your voice sounded like if Kenny G was a voice, that's what it would be. Oh, really? I mean, I'm super tone deaf, which is kind of <laughs> kind of bad for an audio engineer, but like that's why I mix commercials and not music. But yeah, I do like to make up little songs and just sing them, sing them to like my girlfriend or my niece and nephew, just about dumb shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I really, um, vibe, really vibe out to them. Like, just yeah. What What do you want to do with that voice? That singing voice? Would you do like both? Like, would I could see you doing like audio books. I could see you doing like singing or like reading out like Good Night Moon or something. I mean, I, yeah, I, I, I try, definitely tried to do the voiceover thing for a while. Being an audio engineer, like inevitably a client will ask you to put your voice on something temporarily. And I did get some work that way, like like real work, not just temporary voices. But when I tried to pursue it um, with any level of seriousness, I always kind of struck out like I don't really have. A, a voice that's conventional, I guess, or marketable for commercials, or I just couldn't do it. And, and if I had it, that kind of tone, I couldn't deliver it in the right way for the people I was trying to audition for. So I don't know, maybe an audio book or something like that would be a good route. But I, I don't know. I think, you know, when I do my little songs mm -hmm. and stuff, like it's just for the art, you know what I mean? Like, I, I think, I think once, I, I have a tendency to choke, you know, under pressure. So once like I have to, <laughs> I have to curve it over to like, you know, something that somebody else has given me parameters for, I, yeah. it, it's just, I can't tap into what I can tap into when I'm just, you know, connecting to my inner child <laughs> or whatever I'm connecting to, you know, <laughs> that's that. <laughs> <laughs> Have you um, ever thought about doing like ASMR videos, you know, where people just whisper a ton of words and say nice things to people and say words like something squishier, you know, like they go like super fast. And I know, some people like think that it's very calming and soothing to them as well. Yeah, I mean, I definitely like to get weird. So <laughs> I would do something like that. I might do I'd have to again, like I don't when I try to do something in the way that other people have done it, you know, I, te I tend to ch choke. So I'd probably have to just put my own thing out there and see if people, you know, you know, get into it, get off to it or whatever they do to it. <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah, no, I know. I get it. I'm like, yeah, have you ever done an ASMR video? No, I, I haven't, but, but you get, are you one of those people that gets the reaction, you know, like the chills when you, you know, some people, they get that chills. Thing yeah, they, they do get the chills. Um, um, I have a friend that made an ASMR video of just like her walking down the street with flowers and, and like, you know, calm, soothing sounds. And then the other day I was watching some ASMR videos of how people did it with their voice and i was like wait let me see if i could do it and so let me see if i could do it with your space right now and i can i can try it out and be like dylan's got a troll doll behind him at the cabinet and then there's like um there's like plants around and everything and it's very cool and <laughs> i got a little chill can you chill that i was just like i was trying it out for my friends and they were like wow you'd be really good at it and i'm like no not another thing <laughs> You know what I really get into though are the chiropractic crack videos. 
I can watch those for hours. <laughs> hours. Damn. I don't know why, but those I like them. <laughs> a lot. A lot. <laughs> Dude, you could, I mean, you could also do like meditation videos too. Like I subscribe to Headspace and meditate like a guru now. Yeah. After, I mean, since I don't run anymore and like all I do is like, like meditation and yoga. And if you said words telling me that I'm doing good and like, you know, telling me that I'm hella sexy while I'm meditating, I think I'd feel really good about myself. But <laughs> all right, that's something to explore. I mean, Headspace should definitely hire me. To, yeah. They should definitely hire you for sure. I mean, they got a British guy on there and I'm like, yeah, I don't know half the shit you're saying. <laughs> or what you're talking about but i guess i've like clocked in like a thousand hours of like meditation that's great i've I've gone through phases meditating with regularity and it helps tremendously with um regular life but also other shit i've had in my life mental health issues and addiction issues and stuff like that it's it's helped it helps a lot i recommend it yeah i'm glad i'm glad yeah, I mean, I don't know, with meditation, I don't know. I think what's really interesting about meditation is like after I started meditating and doing the whole yoga thing, I was like finding out that there's like yoga retreats and like that whole meditation retreats and stuff. And I was like, dude, do I really want to go that far? Like, I've thought about going on a silent meditation retreat, but people have told me like it it can be pretty rough and no phones. Yeah, no phones. It just and people have like breakthroughs but also breakdowns during those things. Like some people that do have mental health issues come out of them and might have like a break, you know, after it's over because they're just I guess too alone with their thoughts. I don't know. But I would do it. I would, I would do it. it. Yeah. Let's do it. 2021, man. Yeah. We'll start with like a three day and then you <laughs> step up to like the the five and then you step up to the 10. Dang. That, that is definitely a long ass time for sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, besides, you know, the sounds, the pizza. Yeah. Anything else? Um. I, I know you, used to, you told me the other day that you used to do stand-up comedy, which is pretty dope. I did do that briefly. Um, yeah, there was, that, I, it was just difficult. <laughs> I don't know what else. Was, I, I took a class and then I did a few open mics. And um, it was, I mean, I could see how you just have to keep going up, you know, like, and then that, like anything in life, the more expose yourself to it, you know, the the easier it becomes but i didn't really get past that hump when i did it i've thought about doing it again but um i don't know just not nothing struck me as any as something to write about to put into five minutes or whatever but maybe i'll do it again i do like i love laughing i love laughing <laughs> it's like my favorite thing after napping and eating <laughs> after napping laughing. yeah yeah <laughs> That's great. That's awesome. Yeah, I would love to get back into it somehow. I like started writing some jokes 
during this yeah. whole thing again. Yeah. It's uh, not going too far, but I don't know. Maybe. It's tough. I just remember when I was doing it, like getting so frustrated to having my notepad and like go sit by the water, try to write something, go sit over here, try to write something like, and then, you know, writing something versus when you start to speak it, like, and yeah. you just sound like an idiot. <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty soul crushing yeah i mean but i guess that's how you get better though it is yeah yeah so quick question yeah could you do a little voiceover for wear many hats on the spot if you have some copy for me if you text me over some copy i'll do it. i'll do it oh really yeah <laughs> i can't i'm not a writer uh, but i can do a voiceover for you yeah that uh, yo actually you know what we're just gonna add your voiceover right right at the end this will yeah text me over some copy and i'll record it um you know after and you can tag it on the end it's awesome yeah i've been somehow learning all these like editing tools and all this like crazy crazy techniques now i'm just like wow i'm really getting into everything this is a perfect way to learn like i always tell people that want to get into doing post-production and stuff like that like just give yourself uh an end goal to try to achieve don't just go into pro tools and like look at it and watch videos or whatever like pretend you're going to put together a commercial like record yourself you know reading some copy from a commercial you like find a music bed edit it mix it you know that's that's the best way to learn all that those digital platforms it's great yeah. so usually at the end of every episode we have this thing of what your chest tattoo quote would be if it was in old english what would it say uh is it cool if i take a nap <laughs> that's a good one i like that i like that do you um do you want to plug anything any any socials anything you got going on uh i mean come to apology slice shop pizza i'm there from 7 a.m to noon every day we open at noon so i'll probably be gone by the time you come but if you come right at noon and <laughs> catch me there um if you need any automatic dialogue replacement for your TV shows, holler at <laughs> us at, at Mobile Mics. If you need any post-production <laughs> audio, just get at me at uh, dschwartz.audio at gmail.com and follow me on Instagram at D as in dog, M as in mother, S as in snake, underscore audio. I do little <laughs> videos in there. You can see I sing songs sometimes and just, you know, do little things. It's great. It's great. Yeah. I love your Instagram. Thanks. Well, dude, thanks a lot for coming on the show, man. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Well, this is Wear Many Hats presented by Desar. I'm your host, Rashad Rostam. Till next time, follow us at, at wear underscore many underscore hats. Dylan, it's great talking to you. You too. Have a great rest of your day. You too. All Take right, care. Peace. peace.